Hello and welcome to Intermediate Studies, a podcast on originality, where every week we watch love and talk about an episode of the greatest TV show of all time, Community. I'm your host Mike and today I'm joined by Reese, Sammy and technically watching through for the very first time, Jack. Today we'll be talking about investigative journalism in which Spanish dirty in is better when you're buddy in. Before we begin, I'd like to say a big thank you to Spike Kappa for our amazing theme music. Also, once you're done here, feel free to check out our main podcast, Sorry Meadows, available on Apple and Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sorry Meadows Podcast. So as usual, we'll do what everyone thought of it. Uh, Jack? Yeah, I, I think it's a solid episode. Uh, there's a ridiculous cameo and uh, some nice character moments and some great jokes. It's an episode of Community, which means it's great. Um, but I don't think there's anything that's really sort of super standouty compared to what we've watched so far. Uh, what about you, Reese? Uh, I think it's a fun and forgettable episode. Uh, with, with one outstanding scene in it. Um, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, and what about you, Sam? Uh, I'm, with, I'm with Jack. I I quite like this. I'm quite fond of it, even if it's nothing special. I think there's some some lots of good bits here and there. Um, but also with Reese, it is sort of a bit forgettable and not up there with the greats. But I don't know. I'm really fond of this episode. So when you say that it's your least favourite of season one, that always blows my mind. Um, I hadn't said that yet, Sammy. I know, but but we've talked about community before. <laughs> Spoilers for the podcast, well, the podcast that you're, you're to, listening to right now. Wait, way to rip my intro from beneath me, Sammy. But okay, yeah, uh, Mike, my what did you think of it? No, you've you've pushed the boat out now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my least favorite of the season because it's fine, it's watchable because it's an episode of Community, so obviously there's loads of good jokes in it. But there's only two plot lines. I think both are quite boring. I haven't seen MASH, so I don't care that they keep going on about it in this episode. All right, and Jeff. I love Jack Black. <laughs> I love Jack Black, but his his style of comedy is too different to the entire rest of the group, that every time he opens his mouth, it feels like I'm watching a different show all of a sudden. Uh, I I disagree with that, because I think part of um, like the story with him is that he doesn't quite gel with everything else. So having someone who is sort of quite distinct in their own comedic style, sort of lends well into sort of separating Buddy from the rest of them. Yeah, he like sort of makes you feel really uncomfortable throughout the whole Yeah, that's sort episode, of like the point. Which is the sort of like... Yeah, but gets it, you doesn't, to it doesn't land to me. With the rest it's, of the group. It's the same as a point that we'll get to in a later episode, Sammy, about some annoying kids that take a lot of people out of the episode. Is that, yeah, their purpose is to be annoying, but they're still annoying. And yet... Uh, Buddy's purpose is to be very different to the group, but he's too different to the group. Mm. So I don't, I just don't I, feel like land land enough. That's, for me. that's fair, but I also disagree with your point where you're like, there's only two storylines because some of the best community episodes have only one storyline. So I don't think it's no, it's not that there's only two storylines. It's not that there's only two storylines. It's that I don't find either of them particularly interesting. Is is the yeah, issue? That's that's fair enough. I I think I just quite fond. And I think the although there's a few very good jokes now. I don't think they're enough to pull the two storylines back for me. Obviously it's an enjoyable episode because it's community. Yeah. But, but I just I mean I've still I've still got the story in it. Bottom half of the ones that we've watched so far and definitely of the season. So I'm not like saying it's an all time great. I just I'm I'm really fond of it. Like I'm always like I always look forward to watching it when I realise that I've got to watch it. Well start with the journalism plotline then because i think it's the least interesting of the two 
uh, despite getting the title of the episode. It's I like the attempt in this episode for Jeff to have a bit of sort of realizing how much of a douchebag he was, and I like that we get some Arbed and Jeff. Always moments. welcome. But I don't like that Jeff. Yeah, I don't like that Jeff trying to grow as a character. He sort of gets it showed as a wrong thing in the episode. It's very forced as well, isn't it? It's like right at the start, he makes a comment saying, last semester I was a terrible person and this semester well, I, I am not going to be. And then he's... Jeff trying to like change his life around, but he's trying to like change too much too quickly and he needs to, he's sort of like trying to jump his, skip his character arc sort of weirdly in the show and get to that point where he is a bit more relaxed and comfortable and stuff um, with everything. But people are like that you know every new year people are like oh i'm gonna change i'm gonna do this 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 and this and you know they end up not being able to commit to it and that's sort of like what happens with jeff here so i think i don't think it's a case of like they're trying to force his character arc i think it's just the character is trying to sort of be better but he doesn't quite know how to get there just yet if that makes sense (laughs) yeah i love how he's like lured to it as well by the dean and um, the it's desk. like some kind of like soap yeah, yeah. soap uh, free soap samples or something oh, and yeah. then he's i've just realized how much of a creep the dean is towards jeff oh like uh like stroking him jack, and you know jack, oh my god jack this is this is harmless you, you wait um <laughs> oh <Sammy>. god <laughs> um the line you mentioned jack where he comes in and he says okay here's who i was last semester is the most obvious case of we're back from mid-season break and we need to catch everyone up line I think I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> it it kind of hurts listening but to it. <laughs> it sort of it sort of it sort of worked for me because we've not recorded an, an episode in a while. We kind of uh, in like what two or three weeks. So we've kind of had that mid-season break just sort of by pure coincidence. So it kind of works for me. Uh I have you know I watched them all when we were meant to originally record them. Uh, <laughs> so, I, and I'm literally running off fumes because I watched this last week and I've already forgotten most of the things that happened. Um, I disagree. Very I dis- forgettable. I disagree that this was my favourite. Of the two plot lines, this was my favourite. Unlike you, um, Mike, I've seen a lot of MASH. It was, it was a programme that my parents love. And so, if it was ever on TV, of course it had to stay on. Um, I don't think it's a great show. I think its longevity is what makes it great. And the fact that, of course, it has the great season finale, which is the most watched most watched TV episode of all time until, like, the 2010 Super Bowl. So that's, a, that's like, ridiculous. Uh, I really like Arbed and Jeff together as well. Um, I think they're great together. Uh, you know, Arbed being Jeff's conscious, in a way, in this episode um, really worked well for me. It remind and the tone of the episode reminded me a bit of, I know we, not, we haven't reached the yet, but G.I. Jeff in season five. I kept on thinking about that episode when I was watching it. And one of my favorite moments is just them, those two standing at the doorway, just humming the tune. And he's just humming the tune of MASH, uh, our bed. Yeah. It's just a very cool moment. With Annie's plot line, with like her um, getting to the bottom of the Dean's racial profiling, I was pretty unengaged in it and thought it took away from the Buddy and the Jeff Arbed stuff. So, well, it's only about two or three scenes in that the, the Annie stuff. Yes, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's not scenes. much, but but I think that's an issue with it is that it's only two or three scenes. It feels like a plotline that could have 
had more. You could have had an episode, and I get that they weren't doing episodes like that yet, but imagine having an investigative journalism episode that's Annie as a journalist investigating this conspiracy. And it sounds, sounds like, like it would have been a lot more interesting like than the two or three scenes aesthetic. we've got. Thinking of the Dean going forward, the Dean does get... Uh, he Yeah, he is hopeless, isn't he? Whereas in this... What he, he prefers incompetent. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. But in this one, I it's not incompetence. It's it's it was like he's been deliberately awful as opposed to well, I'm just a terrible dean. Yeah. He does explain, well, I had a short amount of time. I had to I had to text some people. And it's like, yeah, but so 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 you, you so the you are actually economic way. Yeah, and it's it. just like so you actively did it as opposed to in a couple of seasons time the dean doesn't actively yeah. do stuff he does stuff because he's hopeless um i want i do want to point yeah. out the i do love the name of the greendale gazette journal mirror yeah, <laughs> yeah i love that just well it's it to a name well i like that later in the show they the characters attend press conferences in greendale and all those newspapers are split because <laughs> later in the show there's like five or six different greendale papers mm. Yeah, I was just thinking, going back to the, like, Jeff, um, like, investigative journalism sort of stuff, uh, the whole about Jeff at the start is, oh, I'm going to be a better person, and the first thing he uh, does is uh, get these kids to get him pizza, was it look, look into, like, some kind of drug scheme or something? Yeah. <laughs> just pizza immediately pizza awful. And then he only gives... Annie Ace Newtown, doesn't he? Because she's onto him. Mm. Yeah. I really like the line preceding that where they're like, What are you doing? It's like, oh, they've had me editing the crossword because I'm a girl. And also because I love crosswords. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's a really like nice line. It's like Annie not plays into the stereotype because they have started deconstructing them all, but like she also genuinely just does enjoy these things. She's not being like sidelined for sort of these stereotypical reasons. I think they take that enjoyment away later in the episode because early in the episode she's working for that newspaper because she enjoys it. Then later in the episode she's, I feel like she's doing it for a, a lot meaner reasons because mm. I've always had issues with her motivation in this episode and it's the first time we get an Annie motivation that comes up a few times later and it's her not actually wanting to be at Greendale and wanting to transfer to City College instead and I don't like that every time they try to do a plot line about Annie wanting to transfer. She does it in such a destructive way to other people, and I've just never been. Yeah, fond of yeah, it. it is a recurring thing, isn't it? That even up until what season six, it keeps on coming up. What does it mean when she says, um, "I hope you've got an army of raisins because I've got a major scoop"? What does that mean? I'm so oh, confused by that. Like ice cream, ice cream scoop, scoop ice cream, and like you have raisins in ice cream mm. sometimes. I guess. <laughs> is that what it means? Good writing, Dan Harmon. <laughs> Good job, Dan Harmon. Um, but that 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 plotline also has a very funny scene where they phone the dean. Nobody's that stupid. They're going to pick up. Yeah. Uh, wrong, wrong, wrong and number. He's trying on the costume. Yeah, he's got the yeah. Dalmatian costume. Oh, and he does the um, Duncan uh, impression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll it's work. Like, uh, no, wrong, wrong number. <laughs> and then he's like, and then he's like, and then he says to himself, "No, that was well handled." But then that was a later good time. <laughs> when when Annie says, uh, Annie says, "Whoever it is just keeps hanging up." So he keeps answering the phone <laughs> and probably just keeps repeating it. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's another good sign of the Dean's incompetence. There, there's one other good moment in this episode that shows how incompetent the Dean is. And it's the fact that the people who got the 
texts were exclusively black students and one French kid named LeBron. Yeah, because the dean is really useless. I, but that's why I really struggled with the episode, because what he did is unforgivable, really. And he's forgiven so easily. I, I, it, it's, it's like, it's as if they ran out of steam with the episode and they wanted to get back to the buddy stuff. They, they definitely did. Because the resolution of that story is Jeff goes, you're not printing that story, and then they never mention it again. The, it's a plotline about the Dean, and the Dean's not involved in the resolution of the plotline at all. Not only is it about the Dean, it's the fact that here, here is a, a, sack of, a potentially sackable offence. A really sackable... Like, you know, it's unforgivable. And so maybe over the, ne- over the next half of the season, I don't know how Jack felt when he jumped ahead... As, as we all eventually do, but did, did you struggle to empathise with the Dean going forward, knowing that he's done racial profiling, he he got away with it in this episode? The thing is, you you and Mike have both said this episode's really forgettable, so why would you struggle with it? Because you, you watch episodes in order, and so I suppose if I'm going to watch the next episode, I will still have this in my mind. Yeah, but if, like, after, like, a couple of episodes, so that's a couple of weeks for us. Yeah, well, that's why I'm for asking Jack, because he declared that he watched it it's not like a massive part of the episode is it it's like sort of a subplot of a subplot i know it's an awful thing he did but it's really sort of it's been played down uh in the episode right because the main thing is how terrible buddy is not how terrible the dean is um and i i forgot yeah i know but but i think that this crosses the line between hopelessness and actually being an awful person he didn't do it on he didn't do it by accident and that's it's deliberate. So I don't know. Maybe I'm looking for consequences but where he he recovers himself by uh, by um, saying he's got now unlimited texts. Oh, and he also <laughs> said, and he also didn't he also that. say that his best friend as a kid was black. Like that is, come on, like <sighs> anyway, I yeah. But the, if you're looking, for, if you want consequences, you know, Jeff drags a guy, a screaming man, out in his after like ripping his trousers off you know and there's no consequences to that and that's at the very least you know assault in there he does say was that bad badly handled and they all go no that was fine (laughs) does it count as assault if he's been kicked in the face by that guy or is it (laughs) self-defense um we'll move on to jack black in a second then i guess i just want to ask you guys one question about the investigative journalism part of the episode and that's what was arbed doing with his big science experiment in his glove. He was making a martini dispenser, I think. Yeah, he gives a martini. Hawkeye used to drink, yeah. Hawkeye used to drink <laughs> martinis. Oh, it's an awfully extreme setup for a martini. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an Arbed setup. <laughs> there's, there's a more interesting thing happening on the side of that episode there about Arbed trying to figure out how to make a martini. Yeah, I do agree with you guys that there's a better sort of like noir-themed um, episode with like investigative journalism. But... Um... You know, it's it's fine. We do get it in the future, though. That that the episode that I think we were hoping that this would be, yeah, we uh, get, with, which is which is good. And uh, we get two incredible like noir episodes anyway. So, well, seeing as we've done the journalism one now, then then let's go, girls, to the <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the Jack Black one. Oh man, I I do not like Jack Black as a comedian. <laughs> You're not. No. See, I do like Jack Black. I just don't like him here. 
It, well, like my favorite film is well, my second favorite film is Tropic Thunder, and Jack Black's in that film, and I really wish he wasn't. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I really like I really like Jack Black. I absolutely adore Jack Black. He's in. I mean, School of Rock is one of my all-time favorite films, and he's awesome in that. I think he's great in everything he's in. He's also a really cool guy. Check out his YouTube. Um, he's got a really watch cool his, YouTube. Um, watch his scenes of the Princess Bride home remake. They're oh, they're great. And and of course he's um, Tenacious D and E. So that's yeah. that's also very cool. Why don't you like Jack Black? Uh, I just don't find Jack? his style of comedy. <laughs> no, Jack thinks there can only be one Jack. No. <laughs> I, he's got my name. He stole it. I can, and he's more successful than me. I can see where Jack's me, coming so. from. Because Jack Black does have a very sort of uniquely abrupt style of comedy, doesn't he? And it's, yeah. I can totally see why it wouldn't land for someone. Yeah, it's very loud and obnoxious. And um, I'm not really into that kind of thing. Jack's, Jack's not the only person who doesn't like Jack Black as a comedian because I can think of seven other people who don't and they're the Greendale Seven because <laughs> they can't stand it. <laughs> well, the Greendale Seven aren't particularly nice people, are they? So, <laughs> no. Uh, I really, I really like the um, the opening gag that feeds into the the title sequence. Where it's like talking about how oh. they're going to throw them off their natural, and, and then, then it plays it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think it's a really like clever meta way to be like, okay, this is what the episode's going to sort of be, uh, at least with this plot line without needing like a big like making a big thing of it i also do like that when he says just before that oh i just wheezed my way way in during the group hug i like that when you rewind and watch you the can, group hug you can, you can see, see him really awkwardly yeah. <laughs> moving his way around the outside because it's one of those good examples of the show like actually putting in the thing earlier that sets up the next few scenes and we get a really good example of it with a pen later on another good scene is when they're um, in the music room, sort of discussing what they're going to do with him. And there's some really great jokes. Um, like my favorite one yeah. is uh, he could have rows of jars uh, waiting for our te- uh, genitals. And then Troy goes, yo, I need my genitals. <laughs> <laughs> I really like I really like that scene, not just for the jokes, but um, it's another instance of Pierce in season one being this sort of really wise, sort of weirdly mature um, moment for him where he's like, I think we should keep him because I like his in-your-face style. You know, he's he is streets ahead of the group sort of emotionally in this regard because they all end up coming round to sort of his way I... of thinking. I I really like that <laughs> moment. I don't know if that's Pierce being wise <laughs> because he follows it up with, "See, I'm sick of your non-stop pop culture references," and then he immediately covers his eyes and surely speaks and he goes, "Troy's right." I don't know if that moment is Troy being... No, not that, it's not the entire scene, but the moment of him (laughs) recognising that the group could benefit from, like, letting some other people in and not being so elitist and, uh, like, imperialist, and yet... um, Well, if they're going to open the group to outsiders, then they should allow shows for Gary. He only likes loose-fitting jeans. (laughs) He was raised in a land without (laughs) sun. My favourite thing about Buddy was um, his T-shirt the sweet the leg t-shirt i thought that was pretty cool other than that um as i do agree he does stand out jack black does stand out from the rest of the group how, how different he is and it is a really it it so it sort it, it sort of reminds me of some of my favorite office episodes in that sometimes it gets too much to watch 
but and for a good reason like it's too cringy sometimes and i there were a couple of times where i had to look away because i was like i got to cover my ears because this is just too this is just too hurtful because it's not as if buddy's a bad person they're just ripping into him um and of course he kicks damn jeff in the face which is quite funny well it's it's this is one of the things that i got uh like because obviously we're uh, three of us are rewatching it. This is the start for me of like the study group being this sort of elitist um, gang almost within the school. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that even at season one, they're sort of like acknowledging how. Um, uh, uh, what you, I can't think of the word. I don't want to say elitist again. Superior. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, how they they're kind of in the right. There, how exclusive show they up. are kick Jeff in the face and then make a sexualized joke about the youngest member of the group. So he does make a really bad first impression. Yeah, but they you you say that like they 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 all happened like in order one after the other and that was like the first impression. The first impression was I want to sit here with you guys and be friends with you and chat. In which he admitted that he had a dream in class about Britter and Annie oil wrestling. <laughs> and he he did he did sneak in. It's not as if he hey guys, can I join you? Yeah, I'm part of you now. Let's go and do stuff. Like that that's a bit weird. But also I think you do get a good example in that scene of where I've often said that Arbed is secretly one of the nicest members of the group. He sometimes does bad things to people because he doesn't understand he's doing them, but he often is the one that does some of the nicer things as well. And I like that he's the one that's actually noticed Buddy yeah. as well. Oh, that was a weird little um, montage, wasn't it, where it's going through all the episodes so far and it's cutting to Buddy. No way. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not fond of that montage because we only get the two. We get, no, he said F and no way Britta cheated. And it's like, well, yeah, well done. You've just explained the jokes out loud. Yeah, but it's been episodes since we've had those. Like, you can still enjoy those jokes in the episode, it doesn't ruin them. I also like the conclusion to the storyline as well. I like the fact that um, it was like, he's he, not that it was Owen Wilson, just that, but wow. the fact that he's. I wonder how many other groups he's done this to. And it, it calls back to something like, I know Shirley says in a couple of seasons, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not a couple of se- in a couple of like episodes. I'm not spoiling anything with Jack anymore. When she's like, she's been in like a few groups. <laughs> like this isn't the first study group she's been in. Like how, how, how much interaction do these guys have outside of the study group? And I like the fact that, yeah, they finally let him in and then he lets them down immediately. And yeah. Starburns um, is in that group. I, I like that Owen Wilson Owen Wilson also just agreed to do that cameo because he was filming something on another set nearby and he said, I like your show and you're fairly early on. Do you want me to be in it so that people will hear that <laughs> Owen Wilson's in it? Yeah, and he just like, came and did a, it for free. Nice he just came and did it for free too as it said. I think that's a really nice thing to do. What is Starburns doing? Cool no, hold on. Not that. Not, not what is Starburns. Not what is Starburns doing in it. Why would they write a tag about three members of the group that we're following trying to join it. I hate that. It's my least favourite tag, I think, yeah, it, in the it's show, not because great... I hate our characters trying to like betray the others. I like his line, though, where he says, uh, you know, Tra- traitor! I'm astounded by your lack <laughs> yeah. And then immediately goes, who oh, did you see my clip? <laughs> so, Jack, were you um, were you surprised when you saw Starburns? Uh, like, I know we said that he comes back in, like, small roles, and this is sort of, like, obviously one of the little roles that he sort of, like, pops back up in when you, like, surprised and did it, it like was, it was more of a like a, a bit for like, 
Um, because, you know, we had obviously discussed it, I knew he was coming back, but when I saw him, I was like, he's part of the cool group with Owen Wilson and Underscript other <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah. Who we never see again. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, also, one really good moment is, I'm not sure if it's the first time he'd done it, but it's a very important part of Jeff's character, which is his hand, where they're all talking, obviously, and then he does the... He shuts them all up just by closing his hand. I thought, has that? I don't remember oh, if yeah. he's done that before. It's a first in the in the show, but it's like, oh yeah, no, no, I get, I get the group now. Time. They, they they need him. Um, like Jack <laughs> Black says, I was just gonna say Jack. Then it's like Jack says to him when Jack shows up in the episode. Is um, yeah, guys, I'm in community. He's their puppet master now, and they're all his puppets. Uh, well, you are in community, Jack. As we've established, you're yeah, true. Professor Duncan. <laughs> so, um... uh, something I would like to talk about is uh, how many shirts Pierce oh, they're wears beautiful. Um, I caught three they're great uh, <laughs> how many others did you guys catch I got so old, old retired um, fart uh, world's greatest grandpa and man, ca- man candy were there any others <laughs> man no no my favourite one was I'm up here oh, um, where was that that was my favourite t-shirt he wore the I'm a, he wore a t-shirt that said I'm up here and it was pointing to his face. Oh right! <laughs> so I thought that was very good. <laughs> I think. I, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I just love that only one of those shirts actually applies to. Um, he gets another of my favorite, just like individual jokes in the Buddy storyline, and that's when Buddy goes, "I baked you the lemon cubes," and it just cuts to Pierce covered in sugar. Maybe a little less. Maybe shot. maybe cut back on the like, sugar. The way he like instantly pushes all like the lemon cake out of the way to protect it. <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll mention it because I want to make sure it's nobody's standout moment. But um, when Annie's pretty young, line. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Did he die? Sorry. Hello. The call group just showed up. Reese is going to join the call <laughs> podcast now. So, is there any other community podcasts that uh, you could uh, be a part of, which are way cooler than us? No, it's fine. Goodbye. <laughs> Six, yeah. six, six seasons like and a podcast. We're going to get started. <laughs> Sorry, I got I got interrupted <laughs> by other people. Anyway, um, what was I going to? Did you speak about the Annie pretty young? Uh, I, I sorry, I got dragged away. Then no, no, no. no uh, you, I do. Yeah, we'll just like cut this. You got dragged middle. away off the table by by the jeans. <laughs> so um, I like the Annie's pretty young line. We try not to sexualize her because it's only Jeff that ever sexualizes her in the story. Like I know the writers do a couple of times, yeah. but it's like, it's only Jeff that sees her as like that. I mean, even like Troy after like two, I've like two episodes isn't interested. Um, Shirley and Britta don't see her like that. Our bed is our bed. You know, it's only really um, Jeff that sexualizes her. So, And that also became, I think another one of the bigger memes for the show was that line. There's one other line. See, we've now just hit that point where we've spoken about the story, so we're just going to say every line that we like one by one. There's another good Troy line. There's another good Troy line. It's not my standout moment, um, but it's one that I think gets it gets done better in season four, and it's where a bunch of people say something and Troy's left to finish it. But I think there's a very good first example of it here, and that's, hey, buddy, would you excuse us for one crazy story? <laughs> 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 Uh, I'm guessing we all have this because we haven't mentioned it so I'm guessing we're all trying to save it for our um, standout because there is one incredible scene yeah. in this I 
my stand-up moment hasn't come up. No, naturally. but I, I, yeah. onto something. <laughs> well, I've been. Well, no, I've been. I've I've deliberately not been mentioning <laughs> it because I know I'd rather have us all have the same one because I think I know what it is. Mike, should we just do? I believe then, if we're moving on stand-up moments, and we've probably all got the same one. Is it Chang's death? Yeah, <laughs> it has to be easily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chang, See, and I'm so ill. I'm this so is Ill. a warning. This I can't is a warning. I can't All be in your killed. caprice without a chaser. chaser. Not, Not another teacher with this much flavour. Flavor. Flavor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I totally saw that coming. There's a full version of that on the soundtrack. Yeah, it's Jack. It's Jack Slade, isn't it? So it's Jack Slade. It's just such a good song. Yeah, who does a few of the others? Because he's he's in the Vaughan one, right? And he does the. He does yeah, nightcap just, as well. What a scene. Oh, what a scene. What, I like how it's just... He, it is great. <laughs> I like how he just, like, he turns up and then leaves. And then everyone leaves. That's the entire <laughs> lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the entire lesson was his memorial. Um, <laughs> and we get another example of the group being terrible people in that scene as well. Um, because Shirley goes, oh, it's such a tragedy. It's like someone you don't know this, but like you, like you might not like him much, but your your fr- your teacher has just died, and you're and you're literally giggling. About it. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You're not a great person. Although it's another example of it goes back to what you said in the very first time we saw Chang Jack, where it's like, how many times has he done this monologue? <laughs> From when we first saw him, <laughs> how many times has he done this to a class? In I just love the fact that he has lines. <laughs> yeah, do you that actress? Yeah, does that actress get a call every year? That's like, hey, I'm faking my death. I just again. love the fact that it has she's like, absolutely oh, nothing to do with the entire plot or episode. It's just a scene yeah. put in there because it's because it's the it's the just episode after the the mid season break. They have to put it in, like, and it's just like this episode. Yeah. Because if you had come back this from mid-season... E- this episode no doesn't chance, deserve this it. scene. Because like, I, could, I could happily take the scene out of the episode and just watch it on its own. Like, it, I, I search, It's so funny. Yeah, um, it's... Ken Jeong, a master well, it of does, overacting. It does for Chang after... It's another case of where Mike was saying they were sort of like reintroducing, bringing people back up to speed after the mid-season break. Um, so like, if you think back to Chang's first scene, where he's like, why do I teach Spanish? And he goes off into that rant. It's this. It's all like the equivalent, but for a mid-season um, break where it reintroduces the crazy Spanish teacher who's gonna undoubtedly rock up again. And it tells you everything you need to know about him. He can't <laughs> die. He'll get in your head. And he's so ill <laughs> with Chinese. <laughs> he's so ill. There's not another teacher with as much flavour as Chinese. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's 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 like I I can't believe that I I, I forgot that the scene was coming. And when it happened, I was like, I've seen it so many times on its own. It's an, it's another case for me, like when we were speaking about environmental science and I was saying it was one of my least favourites of the season just because the plots didn't interest me. How you can still get a scene this good in an episode like that because that episode had um, somewhere out there and had Annie's <laughs> gravy train. What and a great line. this episode gets this. Chugga, 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 chugga. This gravy train is <laughs> leaving the <laughs> station. <laughs> Ignore what she is doing. We are serious. Uh, just on, just on Chang. I think um, I know that we all have our different opinions on which season favorite Chang is. But for me, season one Chang was always the peak for me, just because 
I liked him in his authoritative figure as a pseudo teacher. I liked him just because he was crazy and there was, there was nothing they could do about it. Yeah, and for, for me, all his best scenes, all my favourite scenes with Chang are in season one in the classroom. Well, by um, Ken Yong and also Chang, sort of like both the, the actor and the character, they both think that because they say that he was never uh, utilised better than that. Like they say, they call, he says it in an episode based on an email that Ken Yong actually wrote yeah. to Dan Harmon, right? So yeah. like... But yeah, we'll, we we'll get, get there because I'd like to remind you that Jack has only seen yeah, the first yeah, yeah, yeah. season. Well, I like, you're spoiling I like what comes next. Chang pretty much across the board. Um, uh, he's yeah. around. <laughs> with one exception. Uh, guess, hmm. with, the, with the exception of... Yeah, with the exception Chang, of... A guess at that, one point, Chang gets the single worst plot line in the entire show, but we'll get there in three seasons time. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not exciting. <laughs> uh, I do have... Um, minor uh favorite moment if oh, unless i'm gonna be slated for it for the next six episodes um only because it's not been mentioned yet but when jeff is in the spanish class after that and he's saying that you sound like me from last year and he just points to arbed and he's just like rakishly good looking and arbed's just like thank you for that I, I just really like that little <laughs> I, re- I really love that little really, really, <laughs> yeah, really good moment I think have really good chemistry in that like the yeah. one line of dialogue they say to each other. There's like a lot of uh, really good sort of what, stuff happening. I don't know. I really, like cast, I really like that. Eh? They're all really good. Yeah. Yeah, they're all really good. Yeah, they are great. But I think we've said it before, and I think there's very few moments in this show as good as moments of Jeff and Arbed being yeah. friends. Because you don't get as many of them as you think. But every time there's those two just being good friends to each other. It's always some well, of the best moments in the, the show. The first episode I think. starts with those two, doesn't it? Like, it's Jeff and Arbed. They're, that's the that's mm-hmm. the first pairing in the show. So it's nice that they kind of do sort of acknowledge that. Whilst technically, yes, they were yeah. like great friends, they are technically friends longer than the rest of the group. Um, <laughs> yeah, by two, like an hour. <laughs> by like an hour, yeah. <laughs> by an hour. <laughs> But um, <laughs> it's, it's a result of both of them that the study group happens. Like, Jeff fake forms it, yeah. and then Arbed invites Brings everyone. it together. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's nice that they have their their moments. And it's like, um, Arbed doesn't have to... I know I know he's at, he's at his most comfortable, weirdly, around Jeff. Like, you see him at his most extreme um, with his, uh, with his stereotype... Uh, not stereotype, with his, like, play pretending to be people from television and film you see that the most around jeff because he can tell that jeff is old enough and wise enough to get that he's not he doesn't actually think yeah, he's that he's, ra- he's radar yeah he's he knows he yeah. knows what well he's never seen mash but he he, he can play along with it because he knows that uh jeff is so laid back that yeah he can be himself in front of him it's really it's really weird i, I even even with like troy even though they become good friends when our bed goes too far sometimes troy really struggles whereas Jeff never really does. Jeff's just like, no, just I'm going to put up with it because he needs it. You do have a bit of character growth from Jeff sort of on display here because back in the Halloween episode, he's slandering Arbed for pretending to be Batman. And I know by the end of that, he kind of plays into a a little bit. But here, there's no friction at all. He's just happy to go along and be Radar and Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye? I don't know. Um, Yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye Pierce. 
I think that it's. I think that Abed is a very important person in in Jeff's character arc. I think he's a really important person to to helping Jeff become the person he becomes later on, and it leads to what I would say is my standout moment in hundreds of episodes time when we get to the finale but at least to what may be one of my favorite moments of the whole show is how important Arbed is to jeff but we'll, we'll get there yeah and jack will get jack will get there by the end of the week is that you saying i can <laughs> it's interesting it's interesting jack that this that this is the <laughs> Well, I think yeah. it just coincided with like your week off work, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty um, much. And as as we said at the beginning, it's an episode of Community, so it's always going to be a certain level of quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, I yeah. didn't like the Jack Black stuff as much as the rest of it, um, or the rest of the episodes, but I still feel it's a very solid show. And this episode was great as well. If you were to just show me this episode, I'd still think it's a great show, and I'll probably still yeah. watch it. That's the thing with community. It's always it's even not bad. Some of the very worst episodes are still extremely watchable and good. There's only two episodes of the whole show where I'd say the bad outweigh the good for me, and even those two still have plenty of good well, jokes. It's like what them. you were saying to me when I was watching it for the first time is that there's no, there's bad community, but it's not bad television. Well, uh, we'll carry on with season one next week then, I guess. So all that's left to say from me is, you go, girl. And from I'm Sammy. saying you're Sam, and I'm so ill. I'm from Reese. Uh, goodbye. Uh, goodbye. I can't be asked. I'm <laughs> <laughs> from Jack because I realised that I forgot to get last last week. Jack out, losers. <laughs> <laughs>